Welcome to Chit Chat, a judgment-free forum for conversation around hot topics that impact the Indian American community, inspired by the latest episodes from Family Karma. Today we have a special guest on our show, too, actually. My name's Ravni. And I'm Jafran. We make up the two average brown girls. Do you guys feel that pop culture or people within pop culture, like famous actors like Amindi Kaling, Aziz Ansari, Priyanka Chopra. Do you guys think that any of their roles in American media helped accept that identity? Not necessarily accept, but I really gravitate towards it because growing up, the only thing that I had in terms of like South Asian media was the Indian movies that my parents made, which I loved. The way Indian movies are nowadays, I'm not big fan so now seeing a lot of south asians being portrayed on the tv the way that i like it it's kind of feeling like a merger of the two it's my childhood now coming into the things that i like as an adult i do appreciate yeah. seeing people like that on screen and i don't necessarily think they're telling our story this may be an opinion that's less popular but i'm okay with them not telling our story because i think they're telling their story I know there's a little bit of disagreement generally that I've heard from different women in my life about Mindy Killing, Aziz Ansari, and the way they portray their love interest as always being white and not being South Asian. And I personally don't think they have a responsibility to represent South Asians. I think they're just representing themselves. I agree with you, Rashika. I feel like it's a step forward. And compared to our childhood and growing up, there were not many Indians in mainstream, like American media. What we saw was, uh, Apu is his name on The Simpsons, who had like mm. the Indian accent, yeah. and then people would come up to you and make that weird Indian accent, and that's not how we spoke. Having Mindy Kaling, Aziz Ansari, like it makes it a bit cooler to be Indian, and it may not be telling everybody's story, it's a step in the right direction. They don't owe it to anybody to be a certain way. It probably was hard enough for them to even make it into Hollywood. Well, it's not necessarily their job, but I would like to see some more South Asians come into media and maybe do portray that because I have yet to kind of see that a South Asian man and South Asian woman together. So the New Yorker actually did an article on Family Karma being one of the first primetime kind of like shows that shows two brown people in a relationship together. It seems kind of late, to be honest. You can say that Mindy Kaling and Aziz Ansari are not indebted to anybody to do this, but they write their own comedy. You know, they're actually writers. They're not just actors. It's remiss that both of the two major Netflix shows that they've, you know, done haven't had a brown love interest. I'm glad to see us on screen at all and not, you know, flying on a magic carpet and, you know, as a poo. You know, there was a lot of side roles of brown doctors on ER and like you know you were seeing those in like medical dramas but this is like the you know the first time that they're showing different stereotypes I really appreciated Harold and Kumar Harold yeah, yeah. yes yes <laughs> like my all-time movie and I like appreciated that he was like getting high all the time Harold and Kumar was like groundbreaking because there weren't oh yeah Nobody talked about it back then. It was very, very taboo. But like brown people smoking. We first talked about smoking weed. Then it was like brown people talking about weed. Then we talked about dating. And then we're like brown people talking about dating. We're just like 10 years behind it. Growing up, you just saw like Full House and all of that kind of stuff. It's like, my family's not like that. We're not so chill. Can you like, it, it'd be nice to see something that represented me. Yeah. We do have Never Have I Ever, which is like the closest thing I feel like we have to that. I think to Priyanka's point earlier, it comes from the storytellers themselves. I love what Mindy, Mindy Kaling and Aziz Ansari have done 
But if I look at them in their careers right now, they're secure enough in their in their careers where they can start to tell different stories. What has irked me about Mindy Kaling is she tells the same story over and over and over again. I was actually listening to some interviews that she had with the cast of Never Have I Ever, and they talked about how she let them kind of bring in their own personal stories. So she has exposure to different stories, yet somehow the story she tells is always the same. And so I think that's where I have this expectation of of her using her platform to kind of expand on the stereotype. If you only watched Mindy Kaling shows, you would think that all Indian women want a white man to date. And that, that is <laughs> yeah. their- And Priyanka Chopra me. Priyanka Chopra just like one up to that and showed her <laughs> how to do it in real life. Great. But- I yeah. think you would see that, I mean, that brown girls are not just smart, that they're interesting, yeah. they're funny, that they, like, they're, there's so many more dimensions to them is what I would also get out of that. And sure. I also think it was a pretty conscious casting choice to cast this specific girl as the lead, who was not, you know, the fairest girl that she could find, um, who did have hair that was, like, kind of frizzy and, you know, like, had a little mustache. And I get that it's not representative of all of us. I do feel like it feels authentic. I'm speculating here, but I think she's interested in white guys. So, so she's telling her own <laughs> Yeah. 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 And also, if you go to a school with only white guys, like, what is, that's your choice then also, right? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. also don't have that exposure to Hollywood and what it's like to produce a show and what you know, pressures they're getting from the back end. She is trying to break stereotypes that you don't have to end up with someone that's from your culture. And growing up, that's kind of all we were told, right? You have to find someone from your caste. You have to find someone with your religion, all of that kind of stuff. So I think she also kinds of, she shines a light on the fact that you can have an interracial relationship and it can work out. There was one, um, one episode when they have like some, the Ganesh Puja at her school, when she was talking to like an older friend who's visiting back from college where, you know, about assimilating, he's like, now I don't make that, you know, stand on the sidelines and make fun of it anymore. Um, I, I do think she's trying to tell other people's stories. And, you know, I think maybe there was some like underlying attraction there. I think for me what it what it is, it was like her biggest goal in life to to be with a white guy. And I appreciate that maybe that that is part of Mindy Kaling's truth. And I think that's great. Hopefully we see others then come forward and tell different types of stories. I do think Family Karma did that in a very unique way as well, which is kind of nice. Mm. Hopefully this is like the beginning of a new day a new brown day. <laughs> I love Fresh Off the Boat as a show. I don't know I if love that show. ever watched yes. that. I'm waiting for the Indian version of that. I yes, guess. I agree. <laughs> Maybe we all create it together. <laughs> Going back to Femi Karma, obviously that's real life and that's not a sitcom and there's a lot of representation that's very realistic. Yeah. There is the South Asian couple, Amrit dating someone who's not South Asian. Um, and then there's, you know, Bali who's been divorced and has a partner who's not South Asian too. So there's a good variety of perspectives. I appreciate that Priyanka Chopra is so famous because now people can um, spell my name. That's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the nice things about that is it's okay to date someone younger now. Before it was so taboo, like, oh my God, what are you doing? And someone shorter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a big yeah. one. My boyfriend's two years, and like when I first told my parents, they were like, "Oh, 
two years younger. That's okay. I guess that's not that bad. But they kept asking me repeatedly, like every couple of weeks, they're like, wait, how much younger is he than you? And I'm like, two years, like nothing has changed in the last. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't magically skip it. Yeah. I'd like to see more like of like a cheer squad for maybe South Asian women not becoming a doctor, not becoming a lawyer, not becoming an engineer, choosing something out of, you know, what was expected and killing it. You know, like Mindy Killing, she chose a career that's not typically expected where I grew up. They'd be like, oh, it's shameful. She chose a career in media. I think I am one of those people who believes in vocational training. Even if I, my daughter who wants to be like a professional video blogger, like, you know, anything, I'd be like, go ahead and get a four-year degree of some, <laughs> some sort and continue doing that on the side. I would encourage side hustles. Um, but I think I'd, I think I'd be a little hesitant to be like, you know, please full-time like pursue the fine arts. Um, I just, you know, it's just selfishness. I don't want to support her forever. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I think it's fair. I think that's very fair that you want your kid to have some of that stability as well. But there are so many successful Indian women in creative fields too. Like I don't know, follow Rupi Kaur. Her poetry is amazing. Yeah. Yes. We actually went to undergrad with her. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. We have a little claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't want my kids to go into something creative full-time. Um, it's just really risky. I don't know if that speaks to some subconscious sort of conditioning that I've received from my South Asian culture and roots, or whether that's really my personality. I'll never really know. If career progression has taught me anything, it's that any career can be made profitable if you think about it and attack it in the right way. So, you know, we were earlier talking about like, what are, what's some of the things about your culture that you wouldn't necessarily want to pass on? I don't, I kind of don't want to pass on the stereotypes. If my child is really passionate about the arts, I would challenge them to say, all right, now go figure out how to make this stable and go figure out how to manage the risk in this. There are so many ways to do that. You can you can create a startup art gallery that like helps support freelance artists and it's a now it's a, a flourishing business idea, you know, where you could all you could go seek funding and it could be incredibly powerful. I'm the daughter of a doctor and it did feel like that was kind of a path I had to go through or think about very seriously. And if I didn't take that path, I had to have a, have a really good reason why. My only yeah. reason was that I'm not as passionate as my dad, therefore I can't do that job. <laughs> that was the best I could say. Um, but for a long time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I really liked art and, and drawing as a kid. Like, yeah. I loved it. But it was always this side hobby and side hustle thing. And now I feel like I, I wish I explored it more and I could have had this career in like graphic yeah. arts or whatever it might be. Like it could have been something else. I'd like well, to point out that Priyanka is in healthcare and so am I. And Amrita <laughs> and Chitra are both in creative fields. So I I agree. If you were a painter before, your only way of signing that was make art and hopefully someone sells it. Now, why not upload like digital prints of your art and sell that to the masses? Why not print that on products and sell the products like there's just entrepreneurship as a whole has changed the assumption is that stability comes from three different kinds of jobs and i don't think that that is true amrita i feel like my neck was like hurting from like nodding so much yes because because i feel so i feel like you you, you nailed it yeah you nailed it you like you yeah. articulated exactly what it is it's just it you need to think about it in a totally different way 
I would never tell my kid, oh, you can only have three different kinds of jobs. Like, hell no, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to say that on podcast. But think about how to do it reasonably and think about how to do it when you support yourself. And I think that that challenges them in a unique way. It encourages their passion and encourages them to contribute in a way that they're kind of meant to contribute. Love so that. I couldn't yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. First of all, things have changed quite a bit. I also like challenge you in two years when like potentially the economy like collapses who's buying digital prints. That's one way. <laughs> That's one way. I and I honestly think in any type of industry, when these things happen, everybody's got to make a change. Everyone has to adapt. Yeah. When yeah. You're a 500 years ago, there was a accountant and a business like ledger that like, you know, needed to be kept in a town. There was like a town healer. There was a town blacksmith. Like there's, there are those types of professions. I think that it's just, it's a skill and I encourage people to learn them and I'm going to encourage my kids to learn them, but I'm not going to in any way suffocate their creativity. And if they can figure out early on or later on how to monetize their passion, I'm all for it. I'm not saying that these, it's one way or the other in any way. I just think get on your own feet. I'm definitely not going to be monetizing their passion. So I think self-sufficiency is very important to yeah, me. Yeah, I think we all agree yeah. on that. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're all yeah. totally in agreement on that. Yeah. No one wants to be taking care of the kids till they're... Yeah, Yeah. and and I'm very risk averse. So I think that just speaks to my personality in and of itself. And that's why I would encourage something, a stable career, as well as a side hustle. As an Indian woman in particular, I felt kind of stifled. Even though my career is somewhat creative, I've had to find the creativity in my in my job and like really fight for it. Emotions have always been stifled. Like you can't you can't show too much. And I um, I think as an Indian woman, it's important to show and it's important to learn how to express yourself. I think regardless of whether or not it's your career and your main source of income um, or a side hustle or just a, like a passion project, whatever it might be, I think that our generation and future generations do need to learn how to express themselves authentically so that people understand us as more than just Mindy Kaling and her characters or, you know, and the characters that she presents. Thanks again for joining us, Two Average Brown Girls. South Asian celebrities in the Western media are becoming more and more prevalent. Perhaps their presence and success will encourage more South Asians to pursue their passions and not feel the pressure that some may have felt to stick to a more traditional career path. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chit Chat. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at chitchat.podcast if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, or topics for us to discuss in the future. Or if you'd like to have a one-on-one conversation with us, send us an email at ilovechitchat at gmail.com. Don't forget, chat has two A's.